0: there my friends and welcome back to another episode of thanks Morris, with marie the slp that is me i am her i am she i don't know friends i am literally in the middle of moving this week so i apologize for being a couple days late with this episode but it is a good one and it has to be shared my friend danny newcomb uh you might know her as the messy slp she's like the real queen um she is here on the podcast yeah and we are talking all about how she keeps it fun with her school-based SLP job, all about how she is um, taking on this new life as a SLP doctorate student, a clinical doctor. And uh, you know, she's gonna she's just gonna spill all the tea about her life. And I'm so excited for you to hear and be inspired by her. So let's get to it. All right, we're here with Danny. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. I was thinking about it all day. I was like, first of all, glad I didn't forget. And second, second of all, because I'm forgetting things lately, like, it's really bad. But um, I was just like, I get to talk to Danny. Like, I'm low-key fangirling. And it's so funny to me, because we talk all the time on Instagram. But I'm like, oh, I know, we actually get to talk and meet and kind of in person virtually. I know. I was like, this is like, this is an IG friend. Like, I'm so excited. <laughs> It's so fun. It's, it's, it's so cool to like, it's a talk in kind of real life. And then it's, you're, yeah. we, we, you know, you don't live out here anymore, but we grew up near each other. <laughs> we so did. Cool. We
1: did like not far from each other at uh-huh. all.
0: <laughs> yeah. And wait, you were in Redlands, right?
1: Yeah. Born and raised yeah. Southern California, Highland, yep. Redlands, San Bernardino. Yep. Didn't go far. And then after grad school, I was like, I'm out.
0: Yeah, and I went to school. I mean, I went to grad school in Redlands. Um, Yeah, yeah. So so it's just so funny, so hilarious. And I'm trying to, trying to inch my way into to the coast. I'm staying SoCal, but I'm trying to get to the coast. I'm like, I don't blame you. I'm kind of done with with the. I mean, the Inland Empire is great. It was a great place to grow up. But I'm like, okay. Um, But anyway, see, my tangent. Yeah, (laughs) crawl. Okay, but anyways, so everybody knows, here's my voice on, the, on here all the time. So this is your chance um, to give your background, um, kind of just to, as we go into the conversation, because we're gonna have a fun conversation, but um, to like give us a little background on you and what where you're currently working, where you started with your CF and all those things.
1: Okay, um, so I graduated in 2018 from Loma Linda University. And I took a clinical fellowship. So as I said, born and raised Southern California, and um, I took a clinical fellowship in North Carolina. I was currently, I was in a, or currently, I was at the time in a long distance relationship. And so it, it was an opportunity. And I went on Google and found a PEDS feeding and swallowing clinic. And I, I say PEDS feeding and swallowing, but it was PEDS feeding, swallowing, early intervention, speech, language like it was so much. We did home visits, we did clinic, and it was all over the place. So um, I took my clinical fellowship there. I worked there for just under a year, um, finished up my CF. It was fantastic. I learned so much. I saw so many different kids, um, learned a lot. And then I took a, obviously that relationship ended early on into my time in North Carolina. Um, So I kind of figured out That's how the Messy SLP came about. But I think we get into that later. And um, (laughs) that's a totally different tangent. That's not an introduction. Um, I then worked at an ABA therapy center. I worked for that company. I initially was supposed to be there as just a travel therapist for four months. I stayed for seven. I then um, came up to South Bend for Thanksgiving. I had a solo Thanksgiving because I was flying out to California for Christmas. I met my boyfriend, Eric, who um, makes frequent appearances on my Instagram page and um, got a job offer up in South Bend where I am now over a year later. Um, so then I went from the autism therapy center to a sniff. I was not in the sniffer for very long. I'm a peds therapist at my core um, and now all of that to be said, I am working at an elementary school. I um, serve pre-K to sixth grade, so I have quite the wide range, and that is as brief as I can get on a <laughs> career.
0: <laughs> That's a lot, though. Like, you hit, like, all, all the ages, I feel like.
1: I have. And I love, like, I would not change anything. Yeah. I think it's been super cool. Like, I really got exposed to AAC um, when I was first at the Autism Therapy Center, and that's served me now at my current job. Um, I wasn't really familiar or comfortable, and I'm still not great at AAC. There's so much for me to learn. Um, but I think I've learned so much at each spot, be it The populations I was serving, or just like who I am as a professional, so it's been it's been amazing. I wouldn't change a thing.
0: Awesome! No, I think that's that's fantastic. And I, um, because I had like a little bit of everything too, going starting from like my undergrad and getting undergrad Mm -hmm. hours all the way through my CF, and then even on because then I was. I started out in elementary school and now I'm in preschool and I love it. But I think it's so cool, especially when you do say yes to different experiences to kind of, because like really what happens is like, you're always learning. We're always learning. And like, I think, I think as a preschool SLP, that's when I really like accepted, like, I'm never going to know everything and I'm totally okay with it. And um, I actually embrace it a lot more than like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just funny how I've kind of evolved as an SLP because I've realized that, but when you're, you know, at, in those like earlier years of your like clinical fellowship or even the year after it's like, like, that's when you can really like trust, trust in your supervisors and your mentors and, and kind of lean on supports. Not that you can't later. It just, the the timing is kind of fun to where you can kind of play on that, I guess a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Or like sometimes you're thrown into things. So at the ABA therapy center I was the only SLP there mm. going from a clinic full of SLPs and OTs to I was the only SLP responsible for these kids. And I was like, ah, so it was like, okay, it was a challenge on my confidence. I remember I asked an OT a question that was kind of speech related because, you know, with feeding, we had some feeding kiddos in the therapy center, feeding OT and speech, you know, we can yes. really collaborate um, and there's a lot of overlap. And so I asked her a question about something with the kid's oral motor skills or something. And she goes, That's not that's not me. That is your scope. And she was like, You're the professional. And I was like, dang, I am the professional. And so that was like <laughs> such a challenge on my professional confidence. Like, Woof, okay, I'm the one making the decisions. And I didn't have that like SLP support, but I had the other rehab staff support. Yeah. So it was like And that was different. And I mean, I always like, I get a lot of DMS from grad students. Like, how did you decide to work in a school? And I'm like, well, honestly, like I kind of just fell into it. I just wanted a job that wasn't a sniff job and Eric's a teacher. (laughs) So I took it and I, I mean, I love it, but like I swore off schools in grad school. I was like, I'll never work for a school ever. Never will I ever. And here I am like, dang it. Like, and I was, and I love it. And that's the thing that I was like, Oh man, I love it so much. And I swore it off for so long. But, um, you know, I'll tell people like, I don't, I haven't even decided yet. Like what's next. Like I know what's next in the near future, but past that, I don't know. This career has so much to offer. And then the thing is like, you can also learn what you don't want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I learned,
0: I don't want to be in a sniff. Right. It's, it's okay. okay. No, and um, it's so funny because I was I had posted something on Instagram like a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago or something about, um, and it's been going around a lot about like you're not your job title or you know, and I yeah. had in my post said something like if you're not loving it, like ask yourself why or blah blah blah. And Serena from Play Spark commented on it and she said, and it's okay if you don't love it, like, and I think yes. that's such a big message because are in our field, we can do so many things. So if you're in a spot and you're like, I don't love this. Why is it, is it because I just, you know, I'm being really challenged or is it because like, I don't, you know, I don't want to work in a sniff. Like for me, that's the same thing. I don't think I could ever go back to inpatient. I did my externship. Right. I, and I didn't like, I didn't say, no, I'll never do this. But I think in my head, I knew like, "Mm, this isn't for me. This isn't right. You know, it's, it's a good job. I knew I was doing good work, but where I really feel the most challenged yet. Like I can build my confidence. It's, it's in preschool right now. Um, yeah. But like you, I, I don't have, when people ask me if I'll be here forever in in a school setting or in a preschool setting, I'm like, I don't don't really know. Like, and I'm okay with that,
1: but yeah, I think we see so many and like, we see I am a, you know, an elementary school SLP or I am a med SLP or whatever camp it might be. And then we see, wow, they're so knowledgeable in their area and I do the same thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like they're so knowledgeable in their area. And it's, and so we see that and it can be intimidating and it can kind of be like, oh, how do I get there? How do I, how do I get like that? And it's like, well, it's okay if you're not like that right now. Like, obviously if you want to, you know specialize in everything, but that's one thing that I have to remind myself all the time on instagram is like just because somebody has committed to their path and that is who they want to be as an slp doesn't mean that i have to do that just yet it's, okay
0: exactly exactly it's just we're all on our own journey and and that can be the sticky thing i think with the social media world like it's a great community but you are inundated with so many different ex well experts. I shouldn't say experts, but maybe so many different like people that have specialties in different areas and have really studied like apraxia versus really studying, um, you know, fluency. And I'm over here. And honestly, I'm like, I mean, I know I like to work with language kids. So that's, uh, but I'm not going to go, I don't know the most recent like um, developmental norms. I'm not going to post something about that, you know, but then I, I see other people doing it like other preschool speech pathologists. I'm like, well, maybe I should be posting stuff like that, you know, and you get you know. kind of caught up, but it's, um, it's so important to remember like, no, I'm on my journey and I'll share my fun mishaps in therapy and, mm-hmm. you know, just laugh with, laugh with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: that's my niche. I'll just laugh it off. That's yeah. how I deal with things. <laughs> oh my gosh, me too.
0: No, I've, I think that's one of the best things that's come out of being probably just in the last like four years of my life, is just the ability to just be like, I'm just going to laugh at this because there's nothing yes. else you can do. Um, yeah. Just can't. (laughs) No. Uh okay. So you said we were gonna go into the messy SLP and I want to go into (laughs) it. Um, Okay. because I, you know, I love your Instagram and your reels. (laughs) Thanks. And I relate (laughs) so much to them. Like every reel you post, I'm like, I just had that conversation (laughs) with a kid, or like, (laughs) this just happened, or I just had that feeling two days ago. Um So it's just so fun. And I know so many other people are like, they're just so relatable. And you do such a good job of bringing light to some situations that are maybe not so fun. Um, (laughs) So what inspired your whole account and like this whole platform?
1: Well, the messy SLP actually started as a blog. Um, It is a blog that is currently still up, still viewable. I still open it sometimes like I'm going to write and I'm just... um, I don't know. So it started as this blog. So like I said, when I moved out to North Carolina shortly after I moved out there, um, that relationship that I was in ended. And so I was like, I'm far away from my family. I am a broke CF. So I can't just fly home all the time. You know, I was like, Okay, like, I don't I don't know who I am right now. I was, you know, for a while I was, um, I was, I played volleyball in college. So I was always, you know, a student athlete. And then after that, I was taking a year off. And then I was a grad student. And like, I always had this identity and then got into like the real world. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who I am. Um, but I love to write. And, um, previously our family had a blog that is, and I loved writing and pouring into that. So I was like, okay, I need to start writing again. Cause that's my, that is my outlet. That's my passion. That's where I feel on fire. So, but I had no idea what to write about. Like I was like, I don't have anything interesting to say. <laughs> like I was like, I genuinely was like, I don't know. So then I googled how do you figure out what to write about and the first article that popped up I clicked it and it said you need to write about the thing that you don't want to write about and I remember like I was sitting at my kitchen counter and I was like dang it and so it was like "Okay, what don't I want to write about and it was like I don't want to write about how how messy my life is right now because I had been doing such a good job of like during grad school I was like I'm fine and I was like actually drowning. And I was the one where people were like, how are you doing okay? And I was like, ah, you know, I'm stressed and like playing it off like I was fine when like I really was having a hard time. And so I just always kept up this front and like even at the, so he and I both went to the same gym And we, you know, I showed up to the gym and I was like, hey, and people didn't even know that there was anything wrong because it was like just keeping up this front. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I was sad to be away from my family and all this. So anyways, I was like, my life is a mess right now and that's okay. And I need to be okay with it. So I'm going to call myself the messy SLP. And so I just threw it up there and I was like, whatever, this is what it is. And so I just started writing and loved you know, just sharing and it didn't go any, any farther outside of like my friend group or people on my personal Instagram. And then, um, I started an Instagram page for it at some point. I don't know when, and it was mainly just promote the blog. And so I would do a new post and I would post it up to Instagram. And that was the extent of my activity. And then, um, last, I would say around this time last year, I told Eric, I was like, I really need to start doing something with this Instagram. Um, you know, I really wanted to have like a speech therapy Instagram. So I started putting out like infographs and stuff like that. And like, if you're on my page now, you know, that's not really my jam. <laughs> like I don't, I just, that doesn't, that I don't have the brain to, I talk through things, but to have the brain to put something in an infograph, I just, I have a hard time doing it. So um I started doing stuff like that and tried and you know made connections with people and then reels came out well TikTok was being posted on Instagram I was like I'm not downloading TikTok I'm not doing it I'm not doing it I'm not doing it and then when reels came on Instagram I remember looking at Eric and going I think I have to do this if I want to be relevant and he was like well I guess you better do it and so then I just started doing it and there was one where Eric was like hey that was funny. And I was like, you have to say that because you love me, but thank you so much. And then we were at a party with his, one of his best friends. Um, and I give him credit anytime I can. And he was like, Hey, those videos that you did. And that one that you did with Eric, that was funny. And I was like, you know, nothing about my field or, you know, very little. And you thought it was funny. So I was like, okay. He's like, you have to keep doing them. And I was like, all right, for you, I'll keep doing them. And then Eric was like, yeah, I told you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So then I just started doing them and they were fun for me. It was like, okay, for five minutes out of my day, in between kids, I'm going to crank out a video. And they were so much fun. And then that's how that came about. And so yeah, that's essentially it. No. (laughs) It was not a concise story. but No, it
0: was was (laughs) perfect because it's just like the little, like, it's just so cool how you were able to kind of channel like everything that you wanted to do with like the writing and stuff and now into um it, like went into making videos kind of you know like oh, which is I? so cool but it's so cool and it's it's funny that you say that so that there were like five things I wanted to touch on I was like oh my gosh yes oh my gosh yes like I related to you so much um okay with the writing first let me just say have you heard of the book it's by Tom Bird and it's called like I don't, I have it somewhere in here. It's something, it's about writing. He talks about how to write a book. Um, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I think he says it's, it, I don't know. I tra- basically, I have like a first draft of a novel written, like that's secret. I guess. I know because I'm like you where I'm like, mm-hmm. I. I've always loved writing. I remember being in high school crying over like um, research essays because I hated writing those and my mom yes. would sit and edit them and I'd be like I don't want to do MLA format I don't want to do no. anything. like what is this I just want to write like I just want to write in my journal I always had a journal um, yeah like journals are my mm-hmm. thing but mm-hmm. um, I I just I ha- actually hated writing until I had to relearn how to love it because of learning how to write for like college and, and you know even report writing it was like oh my gosh like I just yeah. want to creatively write um, and so that's why I ha- always have had my journal to be like, this is my writing, like yes. however I am. Um, so I don't know when I think my boyfriend and I had been dating a year at the point we both had admitted to each other we both dreamt of writing a book, um, which was so funny. And he w- he had the book and he was like, we need to do this. So it's like a whole method, and you go through the chapters and it takes you through like. The first like chapter, you're just writing to write and, um, kind of like you get little prompts. And I think one of the prompts is like, what's something that is on your mind that you don't want to talk about with anybody or write about or whatever. And so you're supposed to spend two hours a day and he like, he has all these recommendations. Like you get up early, you don't have any like stimulant, like any coffee or any Mm -hmm. food or anything. You just have water, um, or hot, hot water. And like, you just write like when your brain is the most clear, clear it could Mm -hmm. be. Um, and so it was really cool. So we like I was getting up because then I was in my clinical fellowship when I was doing this. So I was getting up at like four in the morning. Oh my gosh! I don't know how I did it. Now I can barely get up at six. But I know. (laughs) But um, yeah. It so it's just so cool. So that just made me think of that because I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, like if you could just sit and write whatever it is that's on your mind or whatever it is you want to like, if that's your method of kind of, um you know, reflecting, it's so powerful mm-hmm. and it's so cool. And I mean, it can transform into anything. Um, and then what were you saying? Oh, about the infographics though. I feel you on that. I can't. I can't, I, I, you know, and everybody's like, it would look, you know, it's so concise. And when you, cause you know, of course, like the feet aesthetic is everything. Right. And it's so, it's like, okay, infographic picture, infographic picture. I'm like, yeah, I can't I do it. Mm-mm. if I make a, like a graphic, it's because in that moment, I'm like, this is, me- this is the message on my heart. And this is what I want to get yeah. out. Um, yes, I can't do it planned. <laughs> I mean, you'll see mine is like
1: reels, 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 info reels, reels, reels. Like that's just my feed. And I'm like, dude, this is not aesthetic it's, at all. It's a bunch of like first frames of me being like, wah, oh, wah. and then it's like an infograph. And I'm like, man, I am just not aesthetically pleasing on my Instagram.
0: I mean, <laughs> And it, I just don't feel like. I mean, I know I. I think when my Instagram started, that was the thing. People were always like, "We love your aesthetic. So I felt this like intense pressure. I remember right. like last summer, I felt this pressure of like making sure it was. Now right. it's starting to be like, man, like the real because I'm you doing more reels. Do I, didn't, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I I was like you with TikTok. I refuse TikTok, but I also. I was stupid and I refused to do the reels. <laughs> um, and I didn't realize, cause I didn't understand how the Instagram algorithm worked and yeah. I should do them. I, cause when I, when IGTVs were bigger, I was doing those and I noticed right. like, you know, a little bit more engagement, not to talk about Instagram, but, um, it's just funny because then I didn't pick up the reels wave and, it's it's starting to pick up now for me, I think. But it's just funny because yeah. it's like, I was so like, no, I don't want to. <laughs>
1: I was like, dang it. I was like, I'm going to have to do these dumb videos. And now, like, that's a topic of our conversation. Like, he'll I send me a Reels that he finds and he's like, you should try this audio. And like, I'm like, yeah, 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 that's good. That's good. I like that. Or we'll say, right? we're like, okay, how can we how can we doctor this into like an SLP one? And it's Aww. like, oh yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. Or he'll be like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, there are some... Cause I like making like SLP specific ones where it's like SLPs get it. But then I also like when like Eric's the high school teacher. So I like when I post something and he's like, that was funny. Like I got that. And so I like, you know, I'll throw in an SLP one where I'll get some good feedback from SLPs where they're like, I relate and everything. But then when I hear from like Eric, or I'll get like a, a message from an OT or something. Like they're like, dude, that one spoke to me. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting outside of the SLP range right. which is fun to do sometimes. It's right. hard though.
0: It is hard, especially when our brain for creating content is so like, because we're talking to, we're, we're not only talking to them, to that community more, but we're like seeing more from them. So it's right. more inspiring in that way, I guess. But, um, it it is, it is fun. I will say when Mark gets my reels or my TikToks and like actually laughs um, yes. at them, I'm like, okay, because he's Mr. Comedy. And so yeah. for him to find something funny, and it, like he'll find some of my speech ones funny, especially if I let him be in them. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the, there was one recently that it did a lot better than the other reels I've done. And I showed him and he was like, oh yeah, I liked this one a lot. It's so funny. He's like, well, that's why mm-hmm. it's doing better. Because he's like, you're relating to so many more people. He's like, Yeah, you, you're literally relating to even people outside of teaching. And I was like, Oh, I didn't think of that. And I was like, Honestly, that was an e- it was like, Those are the easiest ones for me to make sometimes because yeah, I don't always have the inspiration for them. But then again, like they're just real life. <laughs>
1: so yeah, I, you know, our life,
0: <laughs> but but it is they once you do them enough, they are fun. Like,
1: oh, they're so fun, it, it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, like is. they're.
1: I'll find that it's not fun when I feel like, okay, like I would say a few weeks ago, I was just like, okay, I was sending audio to Eric and I was like, how can I make this? What about this? What about this? And he was like, just do it. Like, just have, just yeah. go and post it and have fun with it. Don't have pressure about how many people, you know, how many are getting views. Cause you get, this is real. You get that dopamine hit of like, holy moly, X amount of people watch this. And that's yeah. like, it. it's mind blowing. And like, I, know. I got one that went, viral if you will and I was like Eric this is ridiculous this is so cool and he was like oh that's and it was like exciting right But then it was like oh my gosh okay so I have to have another one that goes that big and like and then it's like no I'm not doing this for the however many people I'm doing this for the SLPs and anybody else that gets an enjoyment out of it excellent but then even going back this is actually for me this is my creative outlet and then if people enjoy it wonderful So, but it can be a, it's a, it's an interesting, I don't know. It's an interesting thing.
0: It is. Social media. I, oh girl, I know it. (laughs) (laughs) I know it. It's funny. I've noticed lately, like if I'm not in a good mood per se, I've, I noticed like less and less lately. I want to be on social media. Not that I don't want to share that I'm in a bad mood, but like I've just had an awareness, I guess, of sometimes social media isn't what I need to be on if like, I'm just super exhausted or whatever. And I've been trying to take little breaks. So I feel That's like, so good. you know, it's just, yeah, it's a, but it's a weird world. Cause then sometimes I'm like scrolling through and I'm like, dude, I just spent like an hour scrolling through my phone. This is not yeah. okay
1: or it's like, that's the inspiration I needed today because I was feeling like blah about my day. But then like, look at what this other SLP did. And like, Oh, that's amazing. Gosh, I love this job. And then it'll kind of spiral me up. So it's like, I always have to, yeah, it's so weird. That's why I'm pretty intentional about taking my, my weekends off mainly because Eric and I are both home, you know, or like recently we're in the heart of basketball season (laughs) or play basketball playoffs. So it's like, I am very quiet on the weekends. And at first I was like, man, that's bad for the algorithm and stuff. And then I was like, man, but this is so good for me because then I think I took all of Christmas break off. Like I didn't touch anything. I didn't post any reels. And I remember I was so excited. We got a snow day the first day back from Christmas break and I was home and I was like, I got to do reels. I got to do reels. So I had like no makeup on. I was in a sweatshirt and I was like, I'm doing a reels because I was so excited to get back into it. So I always feel like, yeah. If ever I'm like, oh, I have to do a reels today, then I'm like, uh, maybe I need to take a step back.
0: And exactly. like it feels
1: like work because it's it's not work. You know, it's 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 sheer entertainment and enjoyment and connection and community. And if it yep. ever turns into something other than that, then I need to take my space.
0: Exactly. I think and I think you hit the nail In on the there. head, it's like it's community and connection and and you know, and like for me, I know like part of it it ties into my small business and it really Right. Like, but at the same time, like I wouldn't be doing this small business thing if I didn't have the community cause I never would have been inspired. Absolutely. So right. I just look at it like, yeah, I'm here for the fun. If people want to, you know, hop on my website and right. see what's on there. Great. If not like, let's be friends. Um, yeah, absolutely. but I, I do love, and I've, I've started doing this too. And I do notice When I like in between sessions or, you know, when I have some downtime at work, if I have a moment where I know nobody's gonna walk into my office, I love making a reel. There's something so exciting about being in my workspace because I get so inspired in there, but also um, like kind of knowing like, I just made a whole like post for Instagram in here and now I'm gonna go pull students. I love that double life. I know, know. it's (laughs) so
1: fun, except I got found out at work.
0: And I was so
1: frustrated and not in a bad way. Like it was like, dang it. I got found out by another SLP in the district and she messaged me and I was like, Oh no. I was like, Oh man. Yeah. And then um, one of our SPED teachers, she went, Hey, we're like getting ready to start a virtual IEP meeting and um, we're waiting on the parent. She goes, Hey, your videos are funny and I was like what <laughs> what do you mean and they were like other people in the meeting and I was like what do you mean and then right. she stopped me in the hallway and she's like hey that video that you just made that is quality and our school nurse was like what are you talking about and our assistant principal was like what are you talking about Danny makes videos and I was like no and so know. I got found out I was like, you know, nothing, yeah. but they're all like really supportive, but I'm yeah. just sure that now that they know they're going to start coming in my room and I'm like, no, 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 no. This is right. my five minute reels time. I take five minutes people.
0: I know. Put a sign out. I'll put my like speeches <laughs> in session on the door. <laughs> yes. I, have, I have my reels. I call it, I should do like a little, um, tour on Instagram one day. I have my reels corner because do it's you? perfectly situated <laughs> awesome. where you can't, cause it, Cause my classroom has a door to the outside and then a door to the pod. So, and there's windows oh. on those doors. So typically, mm-hmm. you know, what teachers will do when they have questions about a student, or want me to come in and observe a class, they're peeking through my window. So mm-hmm. I have a space in my room where it is completely hidden from both windows. And then if That's I put awesome. the speeches in session sign, <laughs> I'm totally Nobody's blind. coming I'm in. in. I know. Um, I have had the custodian walk in when I was like about to film one and I was like, <laughs> I just like threw my phone down. But he knows my custodian follows me on Instagram now. So That's amazing. And we'll, <laughs> we'll be in the workroom. He's like, I like that video. And I'm like, don't tell. Like the same as you. You're just like, just don't, don't tell anyone. That. I want
1: nobody to know that yeah. I do this. Nobody <laughs> needs to know that I actually, because like people, obviously I interact with coworkers, but I am busy as most SLPs are. It is boom, 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 boom. Hey. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? And you're also at your workplace. So, you know, they might see me being goofy with a kid or something like that. But I don't think anybody that I work with knows how genuinely goofy I am. Like outside of like, like, you know, anybody, not anybody, but a lot of people can be goofy with kids. But like, yeah the way that I am with kids is the way that I am with Eric with like, like right. I am just goofy across the right. board.
0: I don't know that I want my coworkers to know that. So I'm like, right. not me seriously. Like we can't, we can't, what is it called? Like pull back the curtain or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you don't
1: want to see what's behind the curtain. Just, <laughs> you don't want to see. Keep <laughs>
0: yes. Oh my gosh. No, I, I get that. And I think what's funny about, because like with my custodian, cause I'm the same exact way. And um, a couple a couple uh, years ago now i guess people found out that i did improv um and at work and asked me if i had a show and i actually did have a show coming up i forget i think i must have posted about it on instagram uh-huh. and then one of my good friends that works in the dist- or at my school was you know knew about it and told people mm-hmm. and so like eight people from work came to that show and watched me be a total goofball. Up on- <laughs> That's awesome. Though. And then my custodian found out about it like the next year and he came and was telling Aww. people about it. So, I mean, it is awesome. And it's so sweet uh-huh. and everything, but it is kind of, because then you're, you're walking into an IEP meeting and you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. last night I was just on stage, like doing a right. funny dance and singing songs. And I know, um, I know, but it's it, so like,
1: <sighs> but I also think, it keeps me on it. Like I had a hard time. I posted a reels that said, what the hell? And that's not much. It's not, you know, but I was also like, okay, this is also now we're bleeding into the professional space. So I do think it kind of keeps me accountable where I'm like, okay, I don't want to push it too far because it's like some of these reels are hilarious, but you're dropping F bombs and stuff like that. And I want to use that audio so bad, but then I'm like, okay, now, You know, now it's an interesting line that I'm, you know, I don't know. So I think it keeps me like, okay, I want to make sure that it's professional, professional. but also still, yeah. So it's it's been interesting. So I think that's also kept me honest, which would be a positive about my coworkers in case they listen to this.
0: Right. No, (laughs) I know, right? No, it does. I know. I, I did. I will totally throw myself under the bus here. I did post one with, you know, the S-H-I-T word. Right. And and I was like, I, I, I didn't even think about it. I don't know why I wasn't, maybe I was just sleep deprived, but <laughs> sorry, I'm blaming my sleep on all my problems. But like, I, I made it. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I posted it and then went home and realized I just did that all at work. Like, oops. Yeah, right. But- yeah. I don't know. I was kind of like, well, hopefully no parents follow me. You know, that's where I'm at.
1: (laughs) I also, I like, there are quite a few parents, not my parents that I'm aware of that have reached out and are like, you know, it's so cool to see this side of like SLPs. And so I think that's also like, yeah, like we're legitimately like, you know, we're humans. Like I will swear, you know what I mean? And like, not this, that's not the most professional thing, but it's also like, you know, yeah, I'm good with kids, and I'll work with your child, and we have so much fun. But also, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm an I'm an adult as well, so
0: I think that's something right. too. Right. Like, I don't know. It's a funky, funky world. It is funky. I hear you there, but, <laughs> um, and we're kind of already talking about how how you have fun, <laughs> in oh, yeah. in the daily, you know, on the daily as a school-based SLPs. But I think, um, you know, and I was kind of telling you this before we started recording, like this. My podcast I feel like I'm starting to kind of direct it into a way where we're kind of looking for, you know, that inspiration to bring the fun mm-hmm. into our everyday lives. Um which, you know, with with your reels, I definitely think they help a lot of us do that. I'm glad. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> um but what are other ways that you maybe promote that fun in your in your daily school SLP shenanigans? <laughs>
1: um, like I said, the way that I am on my reels, the way that I am with Eric, that's the way that I am with my kid. Like I want to make sure that like, I will be the first to preach. I don't play a lot of games in speech. It is hard work. We drill. Like I'm very much, I'm a blah SLP. Maybe that could have been an alternate name, the blah SLP, (laughs) because I don't have... I have a hard time. I have a really big caseload at this school. So prepping materials for each of these individual goals, like it it is impossible if I want to have any sort of work-life balance. So with that, if the therapy materials might not be the most engaging thing, then I need to be the most engaging thing. And that was also something that telehealth taught me um, that I wasn't even really aware of. Like Some of these kids don't want to stare into a screen. It is hard. It's hard as a therapist. So if I am being goofy and like falling out of my chair and being super, you know, wild and all over the place, then like the kids are going to be engaged with me. And so if I'm not enjoying myself and I'm enjoying myself when I'm being over the top and making kids laugh and we're, we're, we've created a good environment. If I'm having fun and I'm enjoying myself the kids are going to enjoy themselves as well because then you've created an environment where, you know, yeah, they're working hard. Absolutely. They're going to work and everything, but they're also going to have fun. We're going to joke back and forth. Yeah. Um, you know, I have one group of boys where I'm pretty sarcastic with because they are on it. Like they will banter back with me and it is just boom, 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 that whole session. And then I have a group of kindergartners that like it when i really big, and I use all these silly morses, and they think it's the funniest thing. And so whatever it is that those kids need, or I have one kid that doesn't, like, he, I finally cracked this kid. He did not like coming to speech. I would walk in the room, and he would go, oh, you know, and, and I, I hate that, because you don't have to like the work, but I want you, this sounds awful. I want you to like me. I want you to like coming in my room. I want it to be a safe space, because we're doing hard things in there. And finally today, he said, well, I don't want to leave. And it took me going through all of my <laughs> different SLP personalities to figure out which one he found the most fun. And it was a sarcastic, really dry SLP. And he was like, yeah, like all about it today. And I was like, "Woof, that took a while. But, you know, I have fun with the kids. I have fun when the kids are having fun. Yeah. Um, so I try to create that environment. We play basketball. I'm obviously I'm six foot. I can... Dunk on a, I could stand and just toss a basketball so the kids <laughs> like it if I stand up there and dunk it and then I run around the room, you know, shouting, I'm the, I win! Ah! Yeah. And the kids, you know, I, so little things like that or my reels, that's a comedic outlet. You know, yeah. I think our jobs are our are, are jobs, you know, there are means of income and everything. And that's, and it's not to take away from that, you know, that it is work and I do take my job very seriously. Yeah, um, but I love my job so much. <laughs> I find that I don't love my job when I'm not having fun with it, and so right. I think it's been something hard. Like I want to be taken seriously as an as an SLP. I think that's important, but I also don't mind making jokes in an IEP meeting because IEP meetings can be tense, and so mm-hmm. I'm okay being the one to. I will sacrifice myself as long as I get a chuckle out of everyone, because <laughs> then things ease up a little bit. My principal is shaking her head, you know, hand in her head. She's like, oh gosh, there Danny, there goes Danny again. But, you know, I think that sometimes we take things too seriously. I, and yeah. then that, you know, I just, I can't, I can't live like that. Life is hard, but I love my job enough that I want to make sure that I make a genuine effort to make it fun. So yeah. however I can make it fun, whether it's playing red light, green light in the hallway Right, making jokes in IEP meetings, I
0: try to do that as much as possible. (laughs) I love that. I I know. It's funny because I think my assistant principal who sits on on all my IEP meetings, I don't know. I I just, I relate to you so much on all these things, but that's (laughs) one that the IEP thing is one where I I think that's where my improv background gives me a certain level of confidence because I remember the first time I made a joke in an IEP meeting and everybody kind of was like, what's she doing? Like, why is she joking? You know, right. and I, but then the parents, it's okay, everyone. and it's it easy yeah. everything. And so now I think my sister principal is like, just wondering what's going to come out of my mouth. It's never <laughs> bad. You know, it's never a bad thing, right. but it just yesterday, it was the stupidest, driest thing I could have said, but it was something, you know, I think the the parent was talking about how her son got he oh well he got like 13 hours of sleep last night you know and I'm over here sarcastically wish I would have gotten 13 hours of sleep right. you know <laughs> right. and even that sure. like everybody's like why are you like trying to make people laugh but it's fun when everybody laughs and it just you know I yeah I, Mark has asked me after you know um IEP meetings like how'd that meeting go I know you were kind of anxious about it I'm like I got a few good laughs like that's usually now that's the bar yeah. for me yeah <laughs>
1: Yep. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important. I think right now we're missing so much. Like, and then, so if we're in person, if we're meeting in person, we have masks on. Um, and you know, that's hard. That's hard for these kids. That's hard for the parents. It's super impersonal. It's hard for me as, you know, a neurotypical adult. It is hard, Mm -hmm. but on the Google meets that we do, we do our IEPs on Google meet right now. You know, it's, it's like, it's something that makes it feel human when it's virtual. You know, we all have different styles of humor, but we all understand some sort of humor. Even if it's telling a funny story about their child. I I love love nothing more than a parent shaking their head and going, oh my gosh, that's, you know, little Johnny. Oh Johnny. Oh my gosh. And then me going, I love it. And here's what I did. Like I told him I'm that her little boy is the only little boy that rips farts in the speech room. And she was like, oh my gosh. And I said, it's the best. I said, we laugh so hard. We'll go, woof, thank goodness we have masks on. And his roommate is cracking up and the kid is like, ah! And it makes light of it. And I also think it helps parents. You know, when you're in the schools, you don't see the parents as much. So I think it helps parents go, huh? this is the person working with my child. You know, this is somebody that they spend their time with. They're, they're light. They're, you know, they yeah. try to make things light. And I think that's important too. It's important to build rapport. I think humor is. It's,
0: it's so important. And it's so helpful. Like, because when you do that, first of all, like laughter and that dopamine hit is just oh yeah so good chemically. But it just builds, like you said, it's that common ground. And it kind of gives parents that, like knowledge of like, okay, this person is fun. Like my kid is happy to go see her, you know, and, you know, for me in my, you know, kind of realm is as a preschool SLP that works with every, you know, kids with mild to severe impairments. Like I find sometimes in these meetings that parents are coming in so tense because, and, and, what happens is, you know, the teachers share what's going on in the class and they talk to teachers a lot. So they're like, not as like, but the minute it's like, okay, and Ms. Maritai is going to go over her speech report or the communication. And I just watch the parents kind of, they freeze because they're already like kind of their That's their biggest concern that sometimes, not always, but I notice with my kids, speech tends to be the biggest area because it's communication. It's like, I want to make sure my kid can communicate with their peers. Absolutely. Um, But then, you know, also I think, and nothing against other SLPs, but I think in the past, there's always been kind of this, okay, I'm going to tell you everything that is not happening, you know? And so they get nervous because like, they're like, okay, I know my kid doesn't communicate well. So what can't they do? Like, they're like kind of holding on tight, you know? And then I'm like, so the other day your daughter was talking about purple stilettos and it was the best thing ever, you know? And they (laughs) were like, what? (laughs) You know? So it's just, um, it's definitely been awesome in this virtual world to have the parents right there. Cause all my parents, yeah. I've kind of, I made it a point to be like, you need to sit with your child during speech. Please. Um, yes. but you know, so we've gotten to laugh together through all the speech sessions, but, right. even, but then we go into the IEP and you know, then we can talk about, remember when they did that and we were all laughing, like that was amazing. Right. Um, right.
1: that stuff like humor. And another thing is like, I feel like I had a, um, a, a student who's, mom was in the IEP, and the student is in our um, severe class, and I told this mom, so this student in a group, lost for the group, lost the game, lost the boom card game. We were playing a troll in the bowl game. They chose the wrong card. They lost it. We got trapped in the pyramid for forever, and every time I see that student in the hallway, I say, hey, remember when you lost the game? For the group? And that student's like, oh, oh, Miss N, you know, and they're like, super like, oh, and so I also think like, I, and I told this mom that I said, I give them such a hard time in the hallways. And she was like, you like, you joke with them like that? And it was like, yeah, like, why? Like, why wouldn't I? Of course I do. And so I also think that that's something that often we don't bring into some of those classes, because It's a little bit harder to navigate, but I think it's important because, like you said, that's it's universal. It's something that we all, you know, can understand, or we can have we can have that laughter. You just have to figure out how um, what makes that child laugh, and I think there's something special about that too that speaks to a lot of communication
0: points. But that's a little side tangent. No. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I, told, I mean, it definitely made me think like to go off, you know, just to kind of, I guess, cap that it's just like today I had a little guy the the kids were out um, doing their little potty try because that's mm-hmm. preschool. And I was actually working with another student. I brought him out. One of my other kids is sitting on the ground, um, kind of looking like, you know, he's a little four-year-old just looking pouty and um, behind his mask. But I could tell he was like, right. potty. And the teacher kind of did the whole, you know, looked at me and said, well, he doesn't really want to talk much today, you know, and and already I was kind of like, he could tell me if he doesn't want to talk, you know, don't worry about it. You don't have to talk about it. But I, I got down on his level and I was like, and he had had like soccer balls all over his, his mask. It was so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, you have, what did I say? I said something really off the wall. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. you have I don't know. I didn't say dinosaurs. I said something kind of crazy. I don't remember what it was, but like hot dogs or something. And his eyes got all big and he goes, No, no. <laughs> and I was like, Wait, those aren't hot dogs or whatever? And he was like, No, they're soccer balls, you know? And he started talking yeah, because of the humor. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you're like, got again. it. Thank, <laughs> you. Oh,
1: thank you. Thank oh, you. very much.
0: <laughs> like SLP here. I got this. Right. No, I but I can do this. <laughs> you know, so it was just kind of funny because it, and I was kind of glad in that moment she could see like, sometimes you just have to be silly. Like, and that wasn't even yes. like a crazy goofy thing. It was literally, mm-hmm. this kid is four and he understood my kind of playing right. dumb act. Um, yeah. But it was that humor that kind of, one, it it just gave him a reason to enjoy something and then connect with me. And then he's like, he used his language and I was like, okay, cool. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So it's it's just like, why not just try humor, I guess. Yes. (laughs) Give humor a chance.
1: For your own sake. Just laugh a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, exactly. Um, And you're quite a busy, the busy, messy SLP over here. Because you're school based, which and and your you've got your Instagram popping. and then you're also in school, Danny. Yes, I am. So you when did you you're back to get your doctorate?
1: Yes. I'm getting my clinical doctorate. Clinical doctorate. yeah. Eric's always like, yeah, I told so-and-so that you're getting your PhD. And I'm like, Eric, I'm not getting my PhD. Please stop telling people that I'm doing that. He's like, nah, they don't know the are So I'm like, okay, <laughs> somebody's gonna come up and go, hey, talk to me about your dissertation. And I'm gonna be like, Ooh, uh
0: Leo. well. <laughs> I <don't> do that. <laughs> okay. So, so yes. And what what made you wanna it just I really am asking for me probably but I'm sure other people <laughs> my mom is still convinced I'm gonna go back and get my well she thinks I'm gonna get my PhD and I'm like that will never mm-hmm. happen maybe <laughs> if I go back I'll get a clinical you know um I'll yeah. get my SLPD but um I, I'm trying to tell her mom it's it's that her grandkids at this point <laughs> right right <laughs> only because like my as far as like I don't know I'm just like I don't think I'm there but like I'm curious for you like what inspired that and like what your your plans are with that and everything?
1: Yeah, so I started last May. Um, I graduated undergrad, so I went to school. I have a public relations undergrad degree, okay, um, which is funny it's working you know I'm actually getting to use some of it now which is kind of fun um just with Instagram and everything it's super fun to finally go oh I didn't waste four years cool (laughs) um but I graduated and um during undergrad, I was like, "I'm never going back to school. I will find a way to find a solid job." I was going to go into PR and then realized that's not what I wanted to do. So I swore off all grad school. Told my parents, "Never am I going back to school." And then I graduated and I was like, "I was personal training and I was like, dun, 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 dun. all right, well, I guess I better go back to school." So then I went to grad school, which was like, it was cool. It was like an "I'm proving myself wrong" type thing, which. I like proving other people wrong. I really like proving myself wrong more than anything. Um, So I started grad school on the first day of orientation. I had to do a transitional master's program. So I'm basically taking undergrad courses that first year um, at Loma Linda. Yeah. I was sitting in orientation just like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And they play, they introduced the SLPD cohort and I went, huh. Okay. Didn't know that was a thing. All right. And um, told my stepmom and my dad, I went to meet them right after um, orientation. And I said, did you know that there's an SLPD? My stepmom is an SLP. And I said, did you know there's such thing as an SLP doctorate? She's like, yeah. She's like, it's pretty new. And I was like, huh. I was like, okay. Well, interesting," <laughs> And I was like, huh, that could be something down the road. And then Um, one year into grad school, I was like, how long do I need to be an SLP before I can go back and get my doctorate? And so I was like, nah, that's silly. Um, so then I just, you know, kind of was like, nah, I don't know that it's the time. And, um, then May hit and we were in the heart of quarantine. And I told Eric, finally, we'd been dating for like I don't know, six months or so at the time. And I said, you know, I said, I really want to go back and get my doctorate. Um, and he goes, okay, well, what do we need to do to make that happen? And I said, okay. Um, I said, well, you're supposed to talk me out of it. And he's like, no, 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 no. He, sounds, he said, it sounds like you're doing that yourself. So anyways, it was essentially something that I knew that I wanted to do. Um, and it was a matter of now or later. Um, we talked about it and it was like, you know, I don't have without kids, like I don't have to factor that in. Now, disclaimer, people that have kids can go back and brush their clinical doctorate. There are, there are quite a few moms in our program that are outperforming me in so many ways. They are superstars. So I don't, I want to make sure that that, because I've had moms message me that are like, wait, so you don't think this is doable with kids? I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't think I could do it with kids, but I know other women are." I mean, legitimately crushing it. And so it was, you know, okay, well, I'll just do this. And so, yeah, I mean, I really didn't. It honestly just started out kind of like my SLP career started out kind of on a whim. It was like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. And then as I've learned, it's really going, I'm learning a lot about supervision and leadership. And I'm learning how to critically appraise the research and everything like that. So it's really furthering my clinical skills in that regard. And I chose the SLPD over a PhD because of the time constraints of a, like the time that it takes to get a PhD. I, I was not willing to commit that time at all. Um, that was too long for me. Two years and a couple months was much more doable for me. Um, I... Yeah. And then I wanted, I didn't want to go the academia route. I'd like to teach. Um, I would like to be a professor, but I don't want to be solely a professor. I want to be an SLP. I want to be in the clinical space. I love being hands-on. So this way, it gave me the option to really just expand my clinical knowledge and be a better, you know, be better able to critique research and be a better understander of the research. Understander? I don't know. Um, And just a consumer of the research, there we go, that sounds better. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, learn about how to be an effective leader in case a leadership position opens up or something like that. You know, it just is going to open so many doors that I don't know which door I'm going to take, but they're all doors that I want to explore. And so I know that's a super broad, vague answer, but... I also think it's very on par with how I'm viewing my career. Yeah. Um, so it's always something I wanted to do. And then now I'm seeing the benefits of it as I'm in the heart of it. So
0: okay, cool. Now now I'm like maybe I should look into it. (laughs) It is
1: so challenging, but it's super fun. I mean, I it's doable working full time. And they're like, I was doing some homework before you and I hopped on here. <laughs> and if you procrastinate, like I do, it's a lot of, you know, weekend work, which is not ideal, but you know, I mean, we're, we're making work. We still get to have fun. It hasn't completely consumed my life, but it is a lot of my life, but it is so much fun. Yeah. Um, talk to me in a couple of weeks as the semester's ending and I'll probably have a different story, sure. but, <laughs> but it's, it's a good time.
0: No, that's awesome. And congratulations on that. That's so, thanks. So fantastic. And it's so helpful too to just have like a bit of background knowledge with, you know, what a clinical doctor is versus, you know, yeah. PhD, which yeah, that's, I don't know. Cause 'cause just even for what you're doing, it's like, I think one of my biggest weaknesses is being a good consumer of the research. I'm so grateful for the resources that we have. Um, you know, I am huge informed SLP nerd. Anytime sheet, anytime I get an email, I'm like printing it out, like, okay, downloaded, got it up in my room. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, and I'm, and I'm grateful for that. But I also know, like recently I, I actually, I don't even know what I researched, but a couple days ago, cause I'm doing oh, so many assessments right now. And so, you know, I was going through a student's file and I was like, what? wait, what does this exactly impact? And so I was researching and I found an mm-hmm. article and I'm like trying to remember like, what's better, you know, a uh, longitudinal study or like, you know, and I, just right. like all those little things where I'm like, I want to be better at kind of know, like right away knowing like, okay, this is probably what I need to be looking at versus this kind of a thing. Right. Um, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. And I love that it's nice. like the perfect challenge for you where you're at now. I think that's, yeah. I mean- I've had people ask me, you know, um, if I'll get my doctorate or if they should get theirs or something, you know, just, yeah. you know, and I, and I, I always feel so bad when I get those questions on, you know, DMs when I'm like, I am not the person, but I can you know, I'll direct them to people, but I'm also yeah. like, honestly, whatever is good for you in that moment, you should you. do. And, yep. if, you know, if I'm ever ready for the challenge, I'll, yeah, sure. I'll go back for my doctorate right now. I think I'm just still managing my preschoolers <laughs> <But>. yeah seriously <laughs> there are times, and like the thing
1: is for anybody that chooses to go back if you can remember this little thing um eric told me this he said he goes yeah this was just yesterday he said yeah i told my old college coach that you're getting your phd and i was like no that's not what it is but continue tell your story and he goes <laughs> well you know he said he said that just keep going you know yeah just keep going he said Anybody that I've known that has gone back to school and has gone for higher education, be it grad school, this is for anybody that's in a master's program right now. He said they all have moments where they're like, dude, what the heck am I doing? Why? I can't believe I signed up for this. This is silly. And I think at the beginning of every semester so far, I've gone, Eric, this is dumb. I'm just going to, I'll drop out while I'm ahead. It's fine. My ego can take it. And he's like, (laughs) just hang on and just go a few more weeks. And, and then it picks up and I'm like, okay, this is good. And, yeah. and so, you know, that's one thing that he said was just, just keep going at the end of it. That. You're going to go, I have this, I did this. Um, again, be an undergrad, grad school, doctorate, whatever it is, just keep on swimming. There you so.
0: go. I love that. And I feel like that's the perfect way to kind of end this conversation because we, <laughs> we hit on so many different things, but I think that that did. message is, especially right now, because I will tell you, for me, I need that message. And I'm, I'm very grateful that we had this conversation halfway through the week because um, <laughs> it's been a week already and it's only Wednesday, but also, you know, we're at the, like you said, we're nearing the end of a semester. Some, uh, I know some of my I friends know. at the U of R are getting ready for their, their uh, Ooh, exams. Um, that's probably the end of this month. So um, yeah, I think that's a perfect message. Just, you, you all got this, keep going. And yeah, it's worth it. It's It's so worth worth it. It It is so worth it. I mean, if you listen to this conversation, you know it's worth it because we clearly love our jobs enough, you know, to just find that joy and that fun. Um, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Danny. Thank you. This is so much fun. Thank you so much, Danny, for such a fun conversation, friends. If you need to find Danny, which you should if you haven't already, go check out her Instagram at The Messy SLP. I have linked everything you need to know to find her in the podcast notes. As always, please find us on Instagram and tag us, give the episode a shout out, let us know how you liked it. Also, please rate and review on this platform, whatever you're listening to, iTunes or Spotify. That helps so much. It helps the podcast reach others the more you do that. So I really appreciate that. Friends, Mother's Day is coming. Have you thanked your mamas yet? Or a mom in your life? Or maybe you are a mom? Um, let them know. You might want a Say Thanks More shirt or a gratitude journal. There is a sale going on right now. So if you use the code THANKSMOM at checkout over at thanksmorris.com, you'll get 20% off your purchase now until May 10th. It's a really huge sale. One of the biggest ones I've done so far. And it's lasting a long time. So make sure you do that. If you order by May. I mean, sorry, April 29th, you'll get your order in time for Mother's Day. That's, you know, a huge tip, huge life hack. So go check that out. Otherwise, I hope you have a great rest of your day and week and uh, make it magical, friends.